Welcome to 15 to Life, the podcast that talks about life after life in prison. Come with us on a journey and explore stories from within the prison walls to outside the prison walls. All of these podcasts are dedicated to the victims of crime. Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to another edition of the podcast, 15 to Life, the podcast where we talk about life after having a life sentence. Anyway, I'm your host, Tito. We're going to jump right into this Monday Motivation, Motivation Monday. Today, I am here to talk, to preach, to get on my soapbox and tell you that the real power is in the people. All right. Um, And I could talk for 28 hours about how many different ways you could break that down. But what I want to specifically talk about when it comes to the powers and the people is relationship-wise. And when I say that, that could be personal, professional, freaking people you don't even know, right? So let's think about this. You want to stay motivated. What makes you feel happy, right? Happy when you're in an unknown place or whatever. I'll give you a perfect example. Uh, My wife and daughter and I went for a walk last weekend up and down the river. And then um, my daughter, uh, a lot of times we go for walks and she likes to get a treat, which equates to ice cream, right? So the ice cream place we usually go to was closed uh, because it was Sunday. So we went to this other one, which is a very mom and pop place, right? Like literally it's like grandma and the grandkids are working there. It's just, it makes you feel kind of good, right? You can tell it's very family, but they're also very friendly. So we walk in, get greeted right away, right? Um, This is very small business, cash only, so you get it, right? And um, they're like, yeah, can we get, can we help you with anything? You know, right off the bat, very friendly. So now we're smiling because they're smiling right and then they're like you want to try some stuff without us even saying anything because i guess they knew we had never been in there so they're letting us try like everything that they have you know and and then it wasn't even expensive right i mean all in all really made us feel good then they had these like old school pinball games and stuff and like a lot of old school um diner ice cream place ice cream parlor stuff all over the place So the whole feel of it was very homely, but they made it very much about us, right? My point is, like if we were having a bad day and then we walked in there, it would have got better, right? And um, when you go into a place of business, right, and people come up not like trying to sell you something, but just checking in with you. Or making a comment about maybe your clothes or your shoes or something. Or, you know, earnestly asking you something and then leaving you alone so that it's, it's, it's real, right? You know, they're just checking on you. You feel better. Versus you go into a place and it's more scripted. Like, hey, my name is Tito. I'm here to sell you something. Buy something from me. By the way, if you came in, you should be buying something. Don't be, you know, cheap and stingy. Buy something, right? The other thing is, is authentic smiles and everything are are worth a million dollars right what i'm saying is the people there it wasn't the ice cream the ice cream was good the old school pinball machines those were cool but if the people were assholes we wouldn't have stayed we probably wouldn't have bought nothing i sure as hell wouldn't give them a tip right so 
people. Same in your uh, personal relationships, right? What kind of people are you surrounding yourself with? Are they the kind of people that pump you up? Are they the kind of people that will tell you you can do things, but then when you don't, just because of lack of effort, are they telling you, hey, get off your damn ass and go do it? You know what I mean? People make things happen, all right? Let's jump back into this on the business side. Um, you hear it a lot, and it's usually, and I hate to say this, um, anyone who uh, has me on LinkedIn or looks at my YouTube channel and all that other stuff, my, my, my regular YouTube channel, not my 15 in life one, but you guys know I put out content as far as business and 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 like professional development and stuff so when when people say it's our people that that make us great here's the thing a lot of times i hate to say this and because i've worked in non-profit and for-profit and i've seen them say it and hashtag it and put it out on whatever they have but it's not real you know they they don't really care how their people are doing. They just care that the numbers are coming in. Where I am a huge believer in, you just just like I said, if you have good friends, they'll encourage you, but they'll also hold you accountable and kind of tell you when you're slipping. To me, that's how you have to have your relationship at work too. And a lot of people take that as, you know, oh, you can't mix emotions. I, I'm very big. Yeah, don't mix emotions. They're gonna they're gonna factor in because you can't eliminate them. You can't turn your emotions off. What you have to do is make yourself restrict those. Now that doesn't mean don't be empathetic, right? Someone just had a death in the family. Of course, you have empathy for that and see what you can do. Someone's going through some stuff. Yes, you have empathy and you work with them. That's the people side, right? But at the end of the day, the people should all understand that there are objectives and a business has to make money. Otherwise, there will be no people, right? So it's about how the higher up you get, especially, how do you continuously morph and change and stay on track with organization, business, agency objectives, goals, right? Continuously growing and improving the business while also growing and improving the people in the business. What I've seen happen, and mind you, I've been out of prison 12 years, right, and some change, and in a professional capacity where I actually have a little say-so or some input on, on bigger, um, more strategic items, I'll say that's been the last six or seven years. So it took me about five years to get into a position where I could really, like, have a voice, Um but what 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 people don't get is is people don't scale up if you don't invest in them. And when I say that, if you work at a business that makes a million dollars a year, we'll keep the numbers simple, right? The business makes a million dollars a year. The business is growing, you know, whatever percentage. Maybe you're having a few kick-ass years, so you're growing at 20% a year, like, awesome work, right? What does that tell you? That tells you in five years, your business is going to double, okay? Double. So now you're going from a million to two million, right? It's actually technically a little less than five years. 
because, you know, if you're going up 20% a year and you're 20% bigger each year, anyway, it's, it's math. <laughs> Needless to say, I, I've done this uh, on a whiteboard for people I don't know how many times, but I'll draw a circle and say this is where we were in 2015. You know, here's where we were a bigger circle in 2016, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, right? The people that were in that first circle, and when I say the people, I mean the people in positions of authority, the people that are tasked with maintaining the business and continuously growing the business. If those people haven't been growing with the business, right, they won't make it to that next circle, at least not in the same capacity. It's not a bad thing when you think about it, because if you had a manager of a store that made a million dollars and now the store makes two million dollars, I would hope you pay that manager more because the expectations are greater, right? So it's kind of along those lines. But I think leadership has this problem of they ride on the waves that the people underneath them create. And when the waves aren't big, instead of saying this is my fault because I haven't scaled myself and my team up right they get a new team you know and I think that's that's where people always ask me about my leadership and and you know what has made me successful and I'm always like it's the people the people the people and I'm not perfect at I, I, I like to think I'm refining my my leadership skills as I go right but when, when you're talking about staying motivated, what you have to understand is it, it's kind of like if you're working out, right? And you start off and you can bench press 100 pounds. Well, I would hope that if you're working out every day or three times a week or whatever it may be, that at some point you have a goal to do more than 100 pounds. Maybe it's 110 and then 120 and 130. And the ultimate goal is 200, right? But here's the thing. When you get to 200, right? You can look back and say, man, when I started, I only did 100. But the thing is, no one no one is going to be thinking about you at that anymore. They're looking at you as the guy who can best press 200 pounds. So if you want to impress them now, well, you got to do 205. You got to do 210. <laughs> you know, and yes, you'll get to a point where you, you max out, right? Like, I'm not going to be able to do anymore. And that's fine. Maybe you shift and you learn how to do more in squat, whatever, right? My point is, is this is how it is with the relationships with people, right? Are you getting them to reach new plateaus to where that new plateau is the new normal? They stopped thinking about when they only made freaking 20000 a year because now they make 40000 and there's different expectations in those two. So stop thinking about twenty. you You're not 20000 anymore. You got to step it up, right? And then if you want to get a raise, you can't do... Twenty, forty thousand dollars worth of work. You really got to be doing forty-five to get the raise to get to forty-three. You know what I mean? So it's cultivating people in that regards, and in that cultivating yourself, right? The power is in the people. Here's the other thing: people have asked, like, why do I like put in all these extra hours? So there were t times when I would work sixty to eighty-hour work weeks. Because I'd be doing my job, but I'd also be partially doing other people's jobs, but also training them, right? Yeah, it's shitty to do that many hours, and it's crappy to not be around your family and not be able to do other things that, you know, you like to do or, or study or anything else, right? 
But the thing was, is I always knew that would be how it was when I first start in a new role. Why? Because you have to build the team up. You have to learn the team. You have to learn where they're at. Not to mention, you have to learn from the team, right? Because if you're new, then you need to figure out how things are. And this is, this is a scary time for anyone starting in a new role or, more importantly, a new organization. Because when you get in there, people, whatever they feed you, that's what you have to go off. And if they feed you wrong, it could hurt you, right? It could, it could create more challenges than it does uh, build bridges, right? So always be mindful of that. Always talk to a ton of people and, and try to get everything in. But people is where the power is at, right? The stronger you build people up, the easier, in the end, your job will be. Because they're the ones that are carrying the weight, right? You carry the weight of being the one that needs to get them whatever they need to be successful. But if we're not investing in people, then then we're losing. That That's my, my personal opinion. My, my five minutes of fame is always saying, you know, you got to invest in people because those people are going to be the ones that get you to the promised land. They're going to get you to where you need to be. And when I say get you there, what I mean is they're going to go with you, right? They're the ones that are going to hear you, work with you, develop um, best practices. They're going to buy into the plan, to the idea, the objective. And they're going to make sure that you execute. I'll tell you, when I was in Houston, we we opened up a, a new store, an outlet. Two, as a matter of fact, within 90 days, which was just ridiculous. And many people talk about what we did. And it's always, you know, Tito, Tito did this. And I'm like, Tito didn't do anything. I, I put together project planners. I met with my team regularly. I was on site. I stayed on site until two, three in the morning sometimes, making sure things got done. I bought people pizza and fried chicken and whatever the hell they wanted to keep them moving and working and and, and checking the 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 checklist and making sure everything was getting done and up to par and everything. And when something didn't get done, it was a holy crap moment and move on, right? Don't let it stop the momentum. And I'll never forget, um, I mean, we had these really strict, um, short (laughs) timelines, right? And I just told my teams, I was like, here's what we need to do. Let's get together, map out a work back schedule, a WBS. Like, here's what day um, we have to open, right? So let's work back all the things that need to be done, poke holes in the boat, and then as we figured that stuff out, we just assigned out all the tasks. And then it was literally just meet and who is where and what haven't we got, what do we got. And I'll never get probably the biggest thing that went wrong on the first opening was um, one of the signs had a wrong price on it. <laughs> and mind you, not a lot of pricing, right? It was literally... Um, you know, it said like 119 instead of 179 or something like that. So somebody else caught it and we put a piece of tape up to change the numbers, right? And when all the executives came in, nobody noticed it, right? 
Nobody noticed it. They noticed the store was full and the cash was coming in hand over fist, right? And everyone was working and things were going off, you know, seemingly without without a hitch, right? So I take my VP for a walk, uh, kind of tour everything, and like here's the final setup. And and what I loved was uh, my VP. Um, pretty much let me do what I had to do and it made it easy not having someone looming over me like second guessing everything I was doing so that that was another huge thing once again people right he had faith in me uh, in his people right I had faith in mine and we got the job done if he had loomed over me I don't know I don't know if it would have worked out half as well needless to say I, I take him on a walk and me being me and a people person, you know, I, I didn't want him to hear it from anyone else. So I walk him through and he's like, man, great job. It's looking awesome. You know, I got to head back. And I go, yeah, well, we totally screwed up. And he's like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, well, the pricing's wrong. And there were like two other little things, right? I don't even remember. One of them had to do with a scale for people to check um, how much their stuff would cost. And there was something else. And he was like, dude, you, you can't even... No one would know if you don't tell them. And I go, yeah, but that's the problem. I know. Like, we had this thing dialed in, and as as quick as we did it, and as much work as we got done in a ridiculously short amount of time, it, um, I feel let down. I let myself down. He's like, no, you, great job, you know, and left. And, you know, I told everyone else, and we got the signs redone, and, you know, it, it, it wasn't a big deal, but, I mean, the people did that. I didn't do it, you know, but, but that's, that's when, that's when those relationships allow you to be a good leader or a great leader, right? That, that, those individuals knew that I was going to do whatever they needed to get done. And, and I'll tell you, I, I take care of my people. Like, and when I'm told I can't, I still push and I try and do whatever, like, you know, my maintenance team got steak dinners and everything, you know, and, and and I was able to give out some little side bonuses to people for the extra hours and working off hours and everything else, right? But it, it, it's not about the money. Like, I honestly feel like if I got all of them on this podcast right now, they'd say, man, we, we would have did it for nothing. Like, it's the relationship. It's like you want to help your friend, Right. So I don't care if it's work. I don't care if it's in your personal life. I don't care if it's going to church. I don't care if it's, uh, um, you know, you're you're trying to build up a client base, whatever. Be authentic. Be yourself. You know, unless you're an ass, then go figure that shit out and come back, right? But, um, and I've been an ass plenty of times. Trust me. Um, but be yourself. And do it all about the people. And I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap up this motivation Monday on this just to let y'all know. Like I'm sitting here being you know motivated, and I want y'all to know I lost my job like two months ago. And I personally will say it was on some BS, but it's all good. Um, everything's a learning experience, and I'm looking at different options now. But my whole people point for for whatever reason I wasn't able to get that people component in here where where I'm at I've been able to do it everywhere else and it's not always perfect but but it always happens so I've been really questioning myself like what what happened differently was it me was it them was it a combination of the two was it a combination of the two plus the fact that this uh this is the midwest I've never lived here I've never been here and maybe 
my personality is not Midwest. It worked in the South. It worked on the West Coast. Maybe it just doesn't work here. I don't know. But I'm trying to figure that out. And I still um, lead a, a book club. And I love the fact that in the book club, we talk about a lot of this stuff. Um, so regardless of anything, I just take this being unemployed for two months as an opportunity to sharpen my skills a little bit and also to look at new opportunities. So podcasting was something I wanted to do and I started doing it while working. Now I'm focusing a little bit more on doing some more YouTube videos and potentially doing some other stuff. I might even buy a business. So y'all be sure to let me know what you think I should do. And and I love y'all. And I want you to realize the power is in the people. I can't stress that enough. You want to stay motivated? Keep some good people around you that will pump you up when you can't pump yourself up. Because we all know motivation is kind of a fallacy. You can watch Rocky and be pumped up for the next five minutes and then go eat a bucket of ice cream and forget about working out ever again. So motivate yourself. Have others that motivate you, hold each other accountable, love each other first and foremost, and all the rest of that good stuff will happen. This is Tito. Hope you all have a great week. Love you. Till next.